Hey, 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 you guys, and welcome back to the Diet Riot Podcast. I'm Alyssa, and you'll notice that I'm not quite joined by Brooke right now, and that's because today's episode is actually the recording of our Instagram Live that we did the other day. It was so good. We got incredible feedback that you guys really loved it, and we thought, hey, why not boil this down and put it up on the pod because I think you guys will really enjoy this conversation. We talk all about what dieting has stolen from us personally and what we've done about it and how we got to a point where we stopped letting diet culture control our thoughts and our decisions and all the things. It was such a great conversation, but I just wanted to drop in here and let you know that this is a recording of a live on Instagram. If you're not following us over there, make sure to go check it out. And this is also recorded there on our IGTV as well. So you can always watch it if you want to see our beautiful faces. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy this episode. Trust me, this conversation is well worth the listen. All right, we will see you next week. Are you tired of tracking your calories and points? Are you sick of feeling crappy in your body or in your clothes? Are you drowning in constant food and body thoughts? Do you feel like you're always negotiating exercise and food with yourself? If any of these sound familiar, you aren't alone. And the Diet Riders membership is the perfect place for you to learn how to drop dieting, pick back up your life, reclaim your thoughts and your health. Join now by clicking the link in the description box below to get support and guidance along other women in this community. Brooke's about to join us and we are wanting to chat with you guys a little bit about what dieting has done to us, what's, what it's stolen from us. We talk a lot about diet culture and the diet mentality and what better time than January to talk about why diets don't work and what they've actually taken from us without us even noticing it. I feel like, oh, hey, hey, I feel like it can be really sneaky and sad when you look back and realize the things that diet culture has stolen from you. So we're going to chat a little bit about that today. Okay, Brooke is hopping on. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hello, friend. Hello, hello. Oh, I like your headband. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Um, Alyssa and I have a business coach named Jamie Mass, and uh, she wears headbands a lot, and so I ordered an eight-pack on Amazon because she inspired me. So that's adorable. Thank you. Yeah. She doesn't sell I'm headbands. just copying Jamie. <laughs> I hope she watches this. That's hilarious. Yes. Um, I'm wearing a beanie yes. because it's freaking freezing today. Is it's, it freezing? I have a blanket. It's yes. so cold so in Denver. Cold. You know what, though? I'm drinking iced coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Always iced coffee. Just like, that's it's that's life. 25 degrees. It's fun. Yeah, it's freezing. <gasps> mm -hmm. um, we're in Denver, if you guys didn't know, and it's freaking cold here. But yeah, you guys, we, hey. I was telling them before you hopped on. Hey, Megan. Hello, hello. Um, I was telling them before you hopped on that we wanted to talk about what diet culture has stolen from us or the dieting mentality, diets in general, because January is the perfect time to talk about this. Like diet culture is rampant. This is exactly why this month inside our membership with our members, we are deep diving into identifying diet culture and canceling it in our brains and trying to get out of that cycle because it can be really tempting, especially in January. So I thought we'd come on and share a little bit about our stories of what our past when we were in the throes of the diet cycle, what it's stolen from us. So Brooke, do you have anything to start us off with that you can remember that it took from you? Like the jerk that it, it took is? took a lot. It took a lot for me. I think the biggest thing that it took for me from my memory is 
energy. And what I mean by that is I remember entering everything I ate into my fitness pal. I remember stressing about like, what size apple is this? Is this a medium? I remember scanning everything. And then if it didn't have a barcode, I had to enter everything in. I remember it just taking so much time and energy. And I remember feeling like, okay, well, I'm allowed to have 200 calories. And then I was like trying to negotiate with myself of like, how, what do I, what can I eat with this 200 calories? It's like having cash, like when you're trying to budget and you're like, I only have this many dollars. What can I buy? Yes. What can I buy at Target? Um, no, that's exactly how I felt. I just felt like I was like constantly negotiating with myself. And then, and then in my fitness pal, I would be like, oh, okay, well, I only have 200 calories left. That's not enough for dinner. So I'm going to go run, even though I hate running. I hate running more than anything, anybody who knows me. And I would just go run so I could earn more calories with my fitness pal so that I could eat dinner. I would literally run or go on the elliptical so that I was allowed to eat dinner. And I just remember it, like, it literally stole so much time and energy from me more than anything. I mean, finances, it can take your finances I personally, I feel like I always did things like keto and my fitness pal and I did paleo. Um, I did whole 30. So I will say like money wise, I probably didn't spend like a ton of money just because it was, it was just food I was buying. Um, but for me, it was like my mental sanity was so much. And then of course, time and energy. And I mean, it weighs on you. Like when you're out of that, Yes, yes. When you're out of that for so long and you look back and you realize how much time and energy it stole from you. I mean, it literally, it's like took memories for me. I would go out to eat with friends and they would all order something I wanted. And I would just look at them and be like, well, I can't have that. It's not, I'm not allowed to have that. Um, it's bad for me. Like now I'm going to be over my calories. I would literally not eat so that I could save up all my calories for beer. <laughs> like in college. I mean... I wasn't like the smartest well, college student. Yes. No, I love, I think like I get that feedback a lot from people of saying like it stole memories from me. Like that's what they're yeah. essentially saying. They might say it a different yeah. way, but they're basically saying like, I said no to this event. I didn't go or I showed up late. So they missed the dinner portion or the meal portion. I, you know, didn't drink the alcohol and I didn't do this and I didn't do that. Like all to save on calories and you're exactly right it's that negotiating kind of that like well if this then that like if i eat this then i have to do this workout or if i do this workout then i can eat this or oh i ate a really big breakfast i went out to brunch with the girls so now i can't have breakfast or i can't have dinner and it's that negotiating back and forth mine was for sure going to be time like the amount of time that i spent and like mentally go pack, go. At, what come on get out of here go, go pack go I know it's a rebuilding year for all of us, including the I'm bears. So okay. sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> um, but truly, like, I think the time that I wasted adding things and listen, and this is like going back to the money thing. Like, I think you're exactly right. Neither one of us spent a ton of money on programs or like books or meal plans or the diet themselves, like Weight Watchers. But here's the thing is we did spend money on our degree and a lot of dietitians go into our degree because they have disordered eating and they think it's going to either make it better or like for me, a lot of it was like, oh, if I have the knowledge of healthy eating, then I'll never be able to make a bad choice about food ever again because I have the information. Mm -hmm. So talk about money, probably tens of thousands of dollars on our degree. So like, 
mm, I don't know which one's actually worse, but it, it's so, just so silly because I had all this knowledge. So I would spend time in my head calculating things out and using my fitness pal even, even though I knew how to count calories. And you're exactly right. Is this a medium apple? Is this a large apple? I remember like throws of diet culture, mm -hmm. pulling out a measuring tape and measuring a freaking banana. Yeah. It was okay. the worst. Measuring a banana. But Weighing like, it. And I, I don't, it was horrible. It was horrible. And looking back, I spent so much time. You know how much time that takes you to go get a measuring tape every time you want to measure a banana? Like, it sounds silly coming out of my mouth, but this is where I was. And I think some other people watching this might be either there right now or remember those days too. Like, these were real moments in my life that I spent time and energy on seeing if one inch of a banana was good or bad or if I could have that last bite or I should add calories or take away calories. And I remember trying to skate through on, like, the least – possible so like hypothetically mm -hmm. if i were to eat a medium banana and it was x number of calories i would be like okay well it's kind of a small one so i would like actually say it's a small banana so that i could save the but like as if my fitness pal is actually then that's a true statement it's not a true statement what i'm actually eating is a true statement but i would write it in my fitness pal to like bring it to fruition almost as if i could speak it into being true <laughs> Oh my gosh, look but, at what Virginia said. Yes. I used to weigh my cereal in grams and remove a flake if it was over. Yes. Yes. Weighing food 100%. is just like that. Yeah. It's so yeah, I, And it's like, how I does bought your body a, know yeah, that, that specifically for that? And like granola, I remember doing that with my deli meat. Like if I ever made a sandwich, I'd put my deli meat on there. I'm like, I don't know what an ounce looks like. I have to measure it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, diet culture can steal out from me. And it's sneaky, right? And that's the problem is a lot of this that we have this realization, Brooke and I are seven years plus into intuitive eating, if not more. And now it's really easy to identify. But in the moment, if you would have asked me, I would have said, oh, it takes no time at all. Oh, I just pull mm -hmm. up my phone. I just enter it and it takes no time. It takes no time at all. I just journal about it every day. It takes no time at all. I just do it once a week. It takes no time at all. I just snap a picture of my food to document it and send it to whoever. Oh, it takes no time at all for me to just like log into whatever. That's what I would have said. And you're right. Maybe in the moment, it doesn't take a ton of your time. But the thought process that goes into it, the leading up to the actual documenting or whatever plan you're following, the aftermath, the guilt, the emotion that weighs on you, that's what's taking your time. And you don't see it. Mm -hmm. You don't see it until you're clear eyed. You know, you just have like that vision. It's, it's really, it's really hard. Well, and how sneaky it is. Alyssa and I started Diet Ride Podcast almost, you know, like over two years ago. And we were like, oh, we've never dieted. Oh my gosh. It's like so cringy to go back to those episodes, you guys. I did keto, paleo, intermittent fasting, Whole30, and my fitness pal. And I was like, I've never dieted. I never did Weight Watchers. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm still dieted. Like, it's, you like it's, throw your across the room? <laughs> Yeah, I guess I was counting my calories and my grams of carbs. And like, so just so you guys know, like we've been there too. And we understand what it's like to feel like, what well, into a named diet. I mean, I will say almost all of my clients have done Weight Watchers. That probably is like the number one thing I see the most often. Um, yeah. And they just find that like, yeah, it's just like so time consuming. Um, and like, you just are tied to the numbers and that is so stressful to live a life where you are tied to the number on the scale or you're tied to a number of calories or you're tied to counting things like that obsessively. And 
Yeah, you're right. A lot of us went into this career because we wanted to be healthy. And we thought that if we knew all the science of nutrition, that that would automatically make us follow through and being our healthiest selves. And what we found is like, knowledge is not necessarily power, like you can go overboard. And so studying every single thing about nutrition <clears throat> doesn't make you necessarily have a healthy relationship with food and body. I would say it messed all of us up most of us have more, more than not knowing like the amount of information that we know. Yeah, totally. And that, I mean, that's just so true is like, knowledge is power, but mm. it can also be corrupting. So like when you make that knowledge, right, like absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Like when you know too much, you can, and this is where I think I was, was not a name diet. I, the one that I can think of was I definitely tried intermittent fasting. I was not stingent on it, but I did it. And then do you remember even the one that I did when you were doing Whole30? I was like, no way I can do that. And it was like a whole- A hundred days of real food. I don't even know. What is it? A hundred days of real food. A hundred days of real food. Yes. And it. you know what happened on a hundred day, 101? I ate Oreos. Okay. So here's the thing is like, <laughs> these like name diets, like they steal from you, but so does tracking. So does this. And it can push you in the other direction too. Like where I think I stood a lot was the orthorexia side of things of trying to make every little choice, the healthiest, best option, cleanest option you can, which are all buzzwords taught to us by marketing to get us to buy certain foods above others. And I fell right into a hand of it where I was overly trying to make my life so healthy and my choices on food so healthy so that I could control my body, which was not a healthy way to live life. And this is like, when we look at this big picture and we take a few steps back and I think we get better at this as we age, cause we can really gain some perspective of saying like, wow, I wasted years of my life controlling five pounds on my body for what literally for what? I mean, did people love you more? No. Did you, did your life dramatically change for most people? No. And even the ones that they do have a change are like, actually, yeah, when I lost weight, X, Y, or Z happened and all this stuff. But when you break it down to their mental health, when you break it down to what else they were doing around the weight loss, it's usually not about the weight loss. They changed their behaviors. They changed their, uh, perception of themselves. They started doing other things that Brooke and I talk about all the time in the membership of health promoting behaviors. How can we hold on to health and let go of weight? Because weight is not a behavior and hold on to those health promoting behaviors and let our weight land where it may, which I know scares a lot of people inside mm -hmm. our membership. January, actually our next uh, mini course will be released a hundred percent about weight and intuitive eating, how those two go hand in hand, what that looks like how to let go of fear of weight gain, how to know when you're at your set point weight, all these things will be covered in this mini course inside the membership. Yeah, hard of the membership. Be because it is literally the number one question we probably get asked inside the membership or out. It's all about this idea of like weight and intuitive eating and what that does. So I just think, I just think it's really sad to look back and think of all the things I lost, time, money, mental energy, mental space. I mean, we only have so much mental space, right? And when we let one thing in, something else we have to let go of. And sometimes what we let go of is relationships with people that we care about. Maybe it's time, meditation time, prayer time, exercise time, time with our dog, like time to rest, like actually have rest. Maybe we're letting go of things at work because we care more about our body and our food than we are at work. And then we start to underperform at work, which gives us anxiety. We get stressed and then we eat to cope with it. 
these cycles all start because we're letting these food thoughts in. And if we, if you like picture your brain as broken up into sections and we relieve that section of food thoughts and food rules and negotiating, you have space for so much more, so much more in your life. So, yeah, I think that was the biggest thing. And that um, somebody asked, like, how much weight did you guys lose in that seven years? I mean, I probably lost two pounds <laughs> after that seven years of intuitive eating. Or, the oh, years no, I'm saying intuitively. When I went from like dieting to intuitive eating, like when I was dieting, I probably lost two pounds and oh, like yeah. kept it off. And then it stayed the same. <laughs> I just, I'm my pers personally, why, my weight didn't, you know, my weight didn't change at all. Now that's not to say not everybody's weight will change. I just, when I was dieting, my body wanted to stay at a set point weight. Um, I never lost weight easily, no matter how restrictive I was, I never lost weight easily. Um, but I was definitely in my set point range when I was dieting. And that's why when I became an intuitive eater, my weight stayed around the same range, but everybody's different. Some people really, they lose a lot of weight because they're starving themselves you know by by eating 1200 calories a day which is what a three-year-old needs um and so there are definitely negative things that can happen where you know you've slowed your metabolism down so much and you're under your set point weight and that when you start eating a normal diet again and start eating a normal amount of food for a grown woman your metabolism's trying to catch up and so there's a lot of things specifically around weight and intuitive eating that we are covering inside the diet riders membership in the mini training um in a few weeks and that's gonna be a deep dive in the, <laughs> into that i'm excited about it. i'm really excited i think it's gonna alleviate a lot of our members fears around gaining weight i i had a different story when i was dieting my weight would i would drop weight quickly in like the first few days water weight i mean literally just water weight uh drop weight quickly and then it would creep creep, 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 creep until I was past the weight that I started. And I like didn't have starting and stopping, but I was constantly like ebbing and flowing between like trying to track and not to track and da, da, da. like it was so it's hard for me to go back and be like, Oh, on January 8th, I stopped my diet. And which I think is a lot of people's stories. It's kind of like on or off, you know, again, it's like that relationship that won't end in high school. So <laughs> you basically or have you marry life. them. Yes. And then once I started intuitive eating, I actually lost weight because I um, was sitting at a weight that wasn't healthy for me because I was so restrictive that when I was no longer restricting or wasn't tracking or the day got away from me and I didn't track, I would eat more than I really needed to because I wasn't tracking. So it felt like a free day. Like, I mean, literally my weight would just fluctuate all over the place. So it's hard for me to say, I definitely don't have a number for you. Um, and it's really not important to tell you the truth. It's everyone's so different of what what's going to happen in their body. But with intuitive eating, I lost weight. However, then I got pregnant. And ever since I've either been pregnant or breastfeeding for all but one year of the last five years. So it's like, I just let my body do what it does. And learning intuitive eating, let me let go of any fear of what the scale says. I mean, get on the scale. And I really trust my body. I trust my body. I trust food. I have so much respect for my body that it's, it feels like a disservice to step on the scale and act like that means anything. Like, yes, it doesn't affect our relationship. So um, uh, talking about, you know, what has diet culture stolen from us? The reason why we wanted to talk about this, it's January. Diets are in full force. Your friends are probably talking about this. Maybe you tried to start a diet and then you're already off of it, which is totally fine, by the way. No shame. We've all been there, as we just talked about. Mm -hmm. um, and we just wanted to come on and remind you that you may not know. You might only be focusing on what you think this diet is bringing you. 
and not paying attention to what you're losing because of it. And this is actually a practice we're going through with our members. So for those of you who don't know, we have a membership and inside the membership, every Monday we give a new prompt to work on a reflection or an action item or something to go through. And right now today, today's Monday, right? Yeah. <laughs> today's prompt was all about, um, naming what diet culture has stolen from you. And we gave them some uh, points and questions to work through, to reflect on that and work through that so that they have something to look to when diet culture starts pulling their name again. So we want to come on here and share that with you guys. Um, we love having that outlet to challenge our members, to get them journaling, reflecting, working, acting, and propelling themselves forward in this intuitive eating journey. And that's why we wanted to come on here and share with you guys too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, the main things that we cover throughout and we like rinse and repeat. So we talk about respect. So that's the R. So riot, those are our four pillars that we go over. So R is all about respect. I is all about identify. O is object and T is trust. And so that's like respecting your body. Um, I would be like identifying your why behind your decisions, identifying, um, diet culture, like identifying a lot of different things. Object, you know, identifying what's working in your body. Yes. Identifying your cues, you know? Yes. So good. And then object, you know, objecting to food rules, objecting um, to different things in your life and setting boundaries. And then T is all about trust, like body trust, trusting all foods. Um, And that's, that's a hard point to get to, to get to trust your body. And like Alyssa said, the biggest fear we hear is I'm scared to start this because I'm scared to gain weight. And what that really means is you don't trust your body yet. And that's okay. It takes a lot of time. But that's why we have these four cycles that we run through. So riot, we run through them monthly. We're going to go, go deeper into each one in a different angle, a different way. And this is why our members get a ton of benefit from joining up for the year because they get a big picture thing while deep diving each week into different things. So our membership is open so you can join it. The link is in our bio and diet writers bio. You can join now. Um, and if you have any questions about what we talked about today, diet, dieting mentality, diet culture, weight and intuitive eating, what is this going to look like for me? And you have questions that you want answered from two registered dietitians, plus a community of women who are working on this together. Tomorrow we have our live Q and A for January. So if you join today, you'll have plenty of time to get the email and get the link to tomorrow's live Q and A, where you can either come and ask your questions live and hang out with us, which is so fun, or you can pre-submit your question and we'll answer it on the live and you'll get to watch the replay inside the membership. So we do a live Q and A every single month. And then we also do a live strategy call at the end of every month. We all come on as many members as who can come live and we all chat about what's going on, what's going well, what are we struggling with? And Brooke and I give kind of like laser coaching in those moments of how to overcome some of those battles and it's freaking magic. So it's so fun. And we get to like, it's not just Alyssa and I talking. It's like, we get to like meet everybody and get to know our members even better. Our members get to know each other. And so um, I think it's, it's so great. I know we have like four or five members on this thread who've popped in already. So thank you guys, all of you who are already inside the membership. Hopefully we'll see you all, all tomorrow um, at 11 Mountain Time. But yeah, we just, it's such a great way to connect. It's such a great way to get support and guidance because this can be really overwhelming when you're learning intuitive eating. It's like, where do I start? How do I begin? There's so many principles. I don't know what applies to me. And we really believe, we really firmly believe in like working through small steps each week so that you get that sustainable 
you know, those sustainable changes. And that's why we created this membership. And so ideally we love to see members that, um, sign up for the annual because you're going to get that like long-term support. You're going to get a year support when people commit to that year, they say, I'm giving this my all for a year and they never look back, you know? And so that we do also offer a payment plan as well for the year. So if you want to sign up for the year and you want to break it up into two payments, that is also there, which is a new feature. People were asking that for that with COVID. So yeah, we've, you guys, we've had this membership for a little over half a year now and I've gotten so much feedback from our members. That is just so encouraging. They're making huge strides inside the membership feeling like we get to celebrate their wins with them. They have a community of women they can talk about this stuff with where maybe they don't have that at work or within their family or friend group. It's such a great place to connect and really work together on something while being guided by two registered dietitians. Um, so it's, it's really powerful. And we've taken some of the feedback and some of the things that our members struggle with most and turn them into ways to help them. So we created the strategy call because we had Q and A calls before and really the strategy call creates a strategy for you to go forward, gives you some action items of how to tackle this or what to do about that and gives you some real tangible advice personal to you. So this is a really great opportunity for those of you who have worked with a dietitian before one-on-one -on -one and want a continued place to, to get support and get community. The monthly membership might be the best fit for you. For those of you who have never worked with a registered dietitian, maybe you can afford that right now. The membership is such an affordable option for the entire year of support. You get two calls a month with Brooke and I, plus you get weekly prompts like we were talking about and quarterly mini trainings that are deep dives into the things you're struggling with mm -hmm. for the membership option. That would be a, or for the annual option, that'd be a great option for you if you've never worked with a dietitian. Plus when you first get started, we give you an email that says, Hey, start here. Here are the basics. Here are the foundational principles of intuitive eating. Here's how to get started and start applying this to your life so that you can go into the membership feeling supported and ready to take those weekly action items and actually know what's going on and how to apply it to your life, which is really powerful. So, and those are just some of the benefits. You can click the link in our bio, uh, Diet Riders bio to learn more. It's like listed out for you what you get as a member. So many benefits, so many new benefits that our members who joined a while ago get access to. So no matter where the price goes, your price is locked in now um, and we just keep adding more and more. So we're pumped about it and I'm just excited to get in there and chat more with our members about how to overcome this challenge of what diet culture has stolen from us, how to grieve that properly and then move forward so we don't ever turn back. So. Yeah, it's so great. I'm so excited for thank you guys for all of you new members who just signed up in the last week or so. We're so excited to meet you hopefully on the live call tomorrow. Otherwise, yeah. the live call at the end of the month. And um, we're working on our daily affirmations too, because that's something that our members asked for last year. So now we're incorporating that in 2021. That's the great thing. I mean, inside the membership, if you say I need specific support here, like we're gonna see, we're gonna see how we can um, make just like slight changes to really positively impact all of our members in there so that they get the best results. Yeah. All right, you guys, thanks for tuning in. We so appreciate it. And hopefully we will see you guys tomorrow on our members only Q and A call. Bye. See you later. See you later.